Hi, I'm Arnav Rostogi, and this is Satvak Srinivas. And together, we are co-hosts of the Backfield Rip. Thank you for tuning in. Well, it's that time of year. We had an exciting NFL draft and free agency period. And now we're going to unveil our post-offseason tier list. There's a lot of movers, a lot of teams we're going to be competing next year. Let's get right into it. All right, let's start off with the juggernauts. And, you know, these are your typical teams, the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the cream of the crop. You know, these are going to be the teams that are competing for this for the Super Bowl. You're going to see them on championship weekend. These are going to be those top teams. There's not a lot to say here. The, the rich got richer. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, you look, the Bills, you know, last year they went to the AFC championship game. And in all honesty, they just filled their needs, you know, getting Gregory Rousseau, uh, another pass rusher, the Chiefs, they retooled their offensive line, got younger, got better in the Bucks. I mean, anywhere, if you add any talent to the Bucks, it's just adding to the abundance they have. I mean, expect, really expect to see these go, these, expect to see these teams have deep runs in January. Really, I honestly don't care what they do in the regular season. I start paying attention to these teams following January. So I, I can't wait to see um, what happens uh, this upcoming season with all these additions that these new teams, this, these juggernauts have made. Yeah, and let's look at the contenders here. These are the teams that are going to give the Bills, Chiefs, and Buccaneers a run for their money. Starting with the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Tennessee Titans. And there's two more teams that are sort of on the fringe there, the Green Bay Packers and Pittsburgh Steelers. Man, I mean, look, you know, the Ravens, Browns, the AFC, they're, they're the AFC premier. And, you know, the Colts, Rams, Seahawks, Titans, they're teams that are, they were pretty much there in our tier list throughout the season. But the real moves here are with the Packers and the Steelers. And let's start out with the Packers. I know we addressed the Aaron Rodgers situation, but, you know, with Aaron Rodgers committed to not playing in Green Bay, you know, the question really becomes, is the roster good enough to support a Jordan Love coming in? You know, a guy who sat there, learned from Aaron Rodgers, understood the playbook, sort of redshirted his first year. Is the roster good enough to support him and the team, you know, being a contender? Yeah, no, I, I think the roster definitely is. You know, we look at this. We, this was a team we really doubted. We didn't know what was going to happen after, the, you know, the San Francisco loss. And they came back, back even stronger, I would say. But And the, the storyline is kind of there, you know. We saw this with Patrick Mahomes, take a year off, you come here. But I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes. I'm just saying the storyline is there. But of course, Jordan Love has a lot to prove. But if it his if it is his turn to shine, um, I think it's set up for him. There, there's pieces. Hey, there. hey, hey! I think we're a bit premature with these Jordan Love's Patrick Mahomes comparisons now. Even if the storyline is the same, I don't I don't feel comfortable putting them in the same sense. You know, I don't like when those types of comparisons start. You start putting expectations on guys, and it's a downward spiral from there. But I'll say this: look. Jordan Love just needs to come in there and manage the situation, right? He just needs to be a game manager, right? And I think we've seen this with a lot of teams where it's like the roster is good enough where if Jordan Love 
just makes that timely throw to Devontae or just gets the team down the field to make a timely score. That's really all he needs to do, right? Because we know that that defense can get after the passer. We know how much of a beast Jair Alexander is in coverage. So, you know, this Packers team, right? This is a team that's been to -to back-to-back NFC championship games, right? They're in a position where you can't really doubt them because not only do they have the experience, they have the talent. And so, you know, when we're looking at this, right, do they go in contenders or playoff potential? You know, a lot of people would say, you know, they should be downgraded to playoff potential, right? Because, you know, Aaron going, moving from a Hall of Fame quarterback, that's a big deal. But I would argue that Jordan Love is put in a situation to succeed. And with the talent that they have, what they have been through, I think you have to keep them as a contender. And, you know, who knows? Maybe Jordan Love does surprise a few people this season. Yeah, and it won't definitely won't be a few people, but with all those people that question the move, you know, the Packers drafting him, trading up. But you, know, you talk about the expectations. The expectations are going to be there. When you trade up to draft a quarterback in the first round, there's always going to be that expectation. And I, I hate to keep talking about Patrick Mahomes here, but storylines are too similar. The Chiefs trade up. You don't think they need a quarterback. You know, okay. no, no, no. Okay, no, no. That we're we're gonna shut that down immediately. We're gonna shut that down immediately. No, I'll stop talking about Patrick Mahomes. But what's Jordan Love? Here's what I'll say. You you talked about the game manager aspect of it. Definitely, you know, he's going to have to. He's gonna have to be solid. He can't be volatile like we see a lot of these young quarterbacks. You don't know what you're gonna get. You know, one day he's having a great day reading defenses. The next day it's he, he has no idea what's going on. And we can't have that. But I also think there's an element of What's the, what are the pack? What have the Packers kind of lacked? You know, they've always been there, but then in the crunch time, you know, they haven't been able to deliver. And that's not that's not all Aaron Rodgers' fault. I'm not saying it is, but can Jordan Love take them over that hump? Can he do that? that that's what I want. Hey, say. I mean, look, like that, that's and that's where I go. Like you know, there's there was nothing wrong with the Packers. I just feel like the decision making and the coaching could have been improved on. Like we're always going to go back to the NFC championship game and be like, put the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands on fourth down, right? I think as it's it essentially equivalent now to the Seahawks should have ran the ball. I, I think that's how universally sort of we accept that they should have had it in Aaron Rodgers' hand. And had they done that, I really doubt that the situation would have gone to this point that we are in right now. But, you know, that's that's a story for a completely different day. But I, I think I think we both know that, you know, the Packers belong here. They, they belong in the contenders uh, category. But what about the Steelers? You know, this is a team who's on the completely opposite side of things. Right. They kept their Hall of Fame quarterback and they added a guy like Najee Harris. But, you know, for what they kept, they also lost a lot of talent like. Villanueva, who went to the Ravens, Pouncey retired. They lost Bud Dupree to the Titans. Where do you stand on them now? Yeah, here's the thing, right? It's hard with the Steelers because what what does everyone remember? Losing like four out of their last five games, the horrible downfall. But we have to remember, for the first 11 games of the season, this was the unstoppable team in the NFL. And the, the switch just flipped. But I'm not saying like this is like an incredible football team that had a bad December. That's not what happened. But I, st- I still think they belong here in the contenders category just because we have to think of them 
their their whole 2020 season, what they were able to do, right? Are they going to take a step back? Of course. I don't think they're going to be the team that they were for those first 11 games last year. But I still think if they can, you know, iron things out, the offense quarter needs to extend the, you know, like the big playability. It was more, you know, just dinking and dunking, moving your way along with Big Ben. I think they can improve on it, but we're really going to have to see what they do. I don't think so. I don't think they belong in contenders. And I think you have to downgrade them to playoff potential. And and I just don't see anything convincing to tell me, like, you know, they're going into this um, next season with some determination, some confidence. Right. No, this is a team that got extremely cocky at 11 and 0 and lost their last five and lost a home playoff game in the wild card round after being one of the NFL's top teams. I don't feel confident in this team in any way. Look, they might have added Najee Harris. They might have made, you know, sort of expanded the run game a bit, right? Gave Big Ben another option. But they lost a lot of pieces on that offensive line. And, and, you know, I equate it to the Joe Burrow situation where it's like you can add as many weapons as you want, but will Joe Burrow have enough time to get it to those weapons? Same thing with Big Ben. We have enough time to get it to those weapons. Will Najee Harris be able to effectively run the ball behind a weak offensive line, right? On the defensive side of the ball, how much of a loss is Bud Dupree going to be? Especially because we know there are some guys on the Steelers offensive line who have health issues. They have been out a significant amount of games over past seasons. And I just think there are too many question marks uh about this team for me to put them in the contenders category like I feel like we have to put them in playoff potential like you know the talent justifies them being in the hunt for the playoffs but there's no convincing factor that pushes me to say you know this is a team that can really contend for a Super Bowl you yeah, know I, I think you're right the, the, really the only thing that I guess compels me if anything about the Steelers is that defense you know they're going to be consistent day in day out you mentioned they lost Bud Dupree but I still think they have enough talent there Mike I think Mike Tom knows what he's doing even though the locker room is sort of questionable there in Pittsburgh they, they got to stop with those TikToks I'm telling you that culture right they got to tweak that culture a bit in in Pittsburgh and you know Mike Mike Tomlin needs to do something I need to see some action you know action speak louder than words and right now we're just talking a bunch but about the Steelers but they haven't shown us any action all right let, let's move here to the Playoff potential teams. You know, these are the teams that they have talent. You know, they have those pieces together. But can they put it together? Can they put a finished product on the field and solidify themselves as an actual playoff team? Yeah, and these are a lot of teams that are on the upswing. And I'm talking about the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, the Bears who just got Justin Fields, the Niners with Trey Lance, uh, the Saints. We're starting a new era with Jameis and Taysom, the inconsistent Raiders. We've got to put them here. Um, the Chargers, they got a lot of talent. The Dolphins with Tua. And, of course, you can't count out Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Um, but the team to really focus here in the playoff potential group is the Panthers. Now, not a lot of spotlight goes on the Panthers. But they made some excellent moves this offseason, which really turned the direction of the franchise around. 
And when you have a guy like Matt Rule, college coach who came in last year and established a culture, you're brewing up something special there. You know, we've loved the Panthers for these past couple seasons. They've always been, you know, in our top off seasons. We talked about them last episode. And we know the pieces are there now. You know, the talent, the front office is doing an exceptional job putting these guys together. And and it really brings to mind the Arizona Cardinals from last year. You know, both of us, you and I, were so high on that team. But it just served as another example of on paper doesn't always translate to on the football field. And that's what we have to see with this Carolina Panthers team. You know, I have a really good feeling just based on what I see. I, I think this team could legitimately be a wild card contender in 2021, but that's just on paper, right? We want to see how it looks on the field with Sam Darnold. How is he executing that offense? You know, they're going to get Christian McCaffrey back, hopefully a healthy Christian McCaffrey. That's going to be, that, that's going to be incredible for this offense, what he can do both as a receiver and a running back. So I think the potential for this team is really high, but we have to see it pan out on the field. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Um, the same way we were optimistic about the Cardinals, we were, opt- we were optimistic about the Panthers this year. But, you know, last year we were disappointed in the end by the Cardinals, right? They dropped a lot of easy games. So I guess we'll see what happens with the Panthers. But for now, looking at what we have, all we can say is that front office – and the coaching staff are making some excellent moves to put this team in the playoff potential tier. All right, let's move here to the mediocre at best category. We have the Minnesota Vikings, Atlanta Falcons, Denver Broncos, and then we have the Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles, New York Giants, and Washington football team. And you'll notice. You could have just said the entire NFC. <laughs> I mean, Never have I ever seen a division where every single team is just mediocre and they, they got to send one team to the playoffs. It's so out of place, but nonetheless, I mean, you know, these are the teams they can either move into playoff potential through, you know, a small win streak throughout the season, things come together and they can as easily move down to the lot to prove category. So it's just, these teams are in the middle I don't really have a conviction about any of these teams, right? They all have their struggles. They all have their pros and cons. If I really have to pinpoint a team that is in, in a position to succeed, I would say if Daniel Jones can make that jump, this Giants team can be dangerous because, you know, honestly, I look at the Panthers. I look at the Giants. A new coach comes in, establishes a culture, establishes an identity, They both have young quarterbacks who are looking to take that next step. The team has surrounded them with talent. Honestly, if I'm looking at a team to watch this year to move up into the playoff potential category, that's the Giants. Yeah, absolutely. You know what they have there? We've said this before. It's up to Daniel Jones because the team is there around him. And another team I would throw in there possibly if a trade goes down with Aaron Rodgers, you know the Broncos are going to shoot up this list if – if they get Aaron Rodgers for sure. But I mean, he's Aaron Rodgers, yeah. right? It just, just elevates any team. Yeah. But I think the name speaks for itself here. The mediocre at best, these teams might give you a couple good games. They're going to give you a whole lot of bad games. And <laughs> that's pretty much it with this category. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our new category. 
that we have replaced with the pessimistic bottom feeders. A lot to prove. And I think really the commonality you see with uh, these teams is that they have a young coach in his first or second year, a young quarterback, and a team that might not have a lot of talent, but certainly has a few young pieces. And they're just trying to put things together, find an identity, find a culture. And though they might not be there yet, there are a few steps away from there. And we like the direction, well, other than the Texans, uh, that they're going in. And, and that includes the Bengals, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Jets, and as I just mentioned, the Texans. Yeah, there's always that asterisk here with the Texans. <laughs> but other than that, you know, these are some teams here, the Bengals, the Lions, Jaguars, Jets. We saw them really get a little bit of direction through this draft, you know. Specifically, you could say the Jets drafting quarterback, the Jaguars drafting a quarterback. The Lions were still a little unsure there, the Jared Goff situation, but they made it clear, you know, they're investing in that offensive line with that Penesol pick. That's definitely the best way to build your roster from inside to out. You know, I, I like that move. With the Bengals, a lot of people didn't like it, just passing up on Penesol. I know, Arnav, you're one of those people. But I don't know, man, when we see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow tearing it up on Sunday, I, I don't know. It's, it was a 50-50 coin flip, but I'm all right with the decision. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I've, I think it's grown on me. Um, I, I guess we'll see. It's TBD. You know, if you have to pick a team to really move up uh, a, a, a tier or two, it would be the Bengals because, you know, they just have, you know, Zach, Zach Taylor's going into his third year. Joe Burrow, I mean, you think about what he did with the talent he had last year, just think about what he's going to do this year, right? So this is a really honestly a team that through their offense can move up to mediocre at best. And then I guess we'll see how they build their defense. That, that's what I really want to see. How do they surround Joe Burrow and put him in a position to succeed? All right, let's take a look here at the biggest takeaway from our tier list. We have 20 teams in the playoff potential or above category. 11 AFC and 9 NFC. And these are going to be competing for 14 total spots, seven each conference. So there's going to be teams here that aren't going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, when you look at our list here, it just sort of speaks to the amount of talent there is in the league, right? You have 20 teams, 20 teams. And we even identified uh, two in the mediocre at best, you know, the Giants and the Broncos given a trade that can actually move up into that list. So make that almost 22 teams that are competing for 14 playoff spots. It shows you the way the league and the teams are building their talent and just how far we've gotten. You know, there's just so many teams that have so many good players and, you know, with a bit of luck with a win streak here or, or a lucky play here, they can be in the seventh seed, in the sixth seed, or making a run for the conference championship or a Super Bowl. And so, you know, this is why I'm really excited to see how the next few years in the NFL really develop because there's so many talented teams in this league, so many young players. Man, it, it just, man, it's just, it gets me ecstatic. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, we talked about this. Not all of these teams are going to make the playoffs in the AFC four of the teams that we picked out here are going to miss the playoffs and, you know, just to have a little bit of fun here. 
I guess we can unanimously say the Raiders <laughs> more likely than not going to be end up in that group just based off what we've seen the past few years here. Any other teams that you f- would sort of have the feeling that you don't think they're going to make the cut? Uh, not really, honestly. And that and that's what's so tough. It's like, you know, this team is like, oh, you know, they might not make the playoffs, but they have this guy, right? You look at the Patriots, right? You know, Cam or Mac, whoever wants to start, right? Maybe they don't do well, but oh my God, they have Bill Belichick, right? Um, Tua doesn't play well, but Miami, they got that defense, right? So you look at, you know, even for the Bears, right? The quarterback situation isn't fixed, but they have that defense and they have the weapons, right? So honestly, outside of the Raiders, we're just like completely special case. I can't really say, honestly, because there is just so much talent in this league. Yeah. And I talking about the special case, I think I would throw in another special case there with the Chargers. No matter what they do, just can't seem to put it together. They're too talented to miss out on the playoffs this year, man. Come on. We've said that for like five years, man. <laughs> They've <been laughs> missing out on the playoffs every single Maybe, year. maybe. I'm hey man, look, I just want to see Justin Herbert ball out. Like that, that's what I want to see. I mean, this is the NFL, this is the NFL rookie of the year. I want to see him make that sophomore jump into a top 10 NFL quarterback. I think it is entirely possible that Justin Herbert does this. And I I just want to see him ball out with Keenan Allen, just light up Sunday. You know, if I'm being honest, I I haven't watched that much Justin Herbert. I know he's amazing, but, you know, like the West Coast games, I just haven't really gotten a chance to see more than a handful of his games. I'm looking forward to see that this year. And also their new head coach, Brandon Staley, you know, I know you feel this way that Anthony Lynn was sort of conservative, possibly holding the team back. How does that play out, you know, with the new coach? Could that be what takes this team to, you know, meeting the potential they have? Yeah, definitely. I think, I think, you know, there always is that mentality with conservative coaches to not take a risk, but when you have a young and hungry team, like the chargers, you're going to have to take risks. And I think uh, Staley sort of brings that, brings that to the chargers. And, you know, we'll see. I, I just don't want them to go seven and nine or eight and nine, whatever the new records may be this season. So I, I guess, I guess it's, it's a TBD on a lot of these teams. But, you know, given what we have seen or what we know, which is on paper, they got the talent and they have the staff, the coaching, the management to be in the playoffs. So that, that's what we're going off of right now. And, you know, we got 20 teams here. All right. With that being said. Thank you for listening to the 44th episode of our podcast, The Backfield Rift. Stay tuned for our next episode on the most notable NFL offseason as we make our way towards the 2021-2022 NFL season. Until then, it's been Sat Bekshinavas and Arnav Verstogi. Stay safe and take care.